All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Two Minutes Roughing. Of course, I'm your host, Marley Grando, joined by the prospector Art? who has oh. five, who we, this is the first time we've recorded since things have happened. Yeah, so I guess I've had a very, I've had a very fun week. Yeah, all right. I'm going to let you go off, but one one thing, I'm just going to quickly explain kind of the big, the the big Fed news for the week was uh, Daniel Ansbury. Ansbury was playing a game uh, against Motor City uh, during which, I believe this was on the Friday game. Yeah, uh, during which so, very, uh, I can. Uh, I was watching the game. I, I can. Go ahead. So it was a one nothing. Um, Marcy had the puck, a sick little pass, and Marcy scored. Now that made it two nothing right there. It was still in the first period. I think it was just about halfway through the first period. I want to say. Actually, no, I don't think it was even that. It was pretty early to the game. But uh, that that primary assist. Um, went to Danny Vanderweel. Um, he was like kind of in front of the net a little bit, but then he like, there's a good, I think he passed it a little bit like around like the goal line area. Now, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, bam. Um, he got hit into the boards, uh, face first by the forearm of Daniel Amesbury, a good two seconds after he already had released the puck and the puck was actually going into the net by that point. So due to that, not only was Dane Vanderweel on the ice, had to be taken off of the stretcher and taken to the hospital. He is now released from the hospital and with the team from what I understand, which is good. But also from that, Ainsbury is now suspended 18 games. 18 games, huh? 18 games for a repeat offender of sending a player to the freaking hospital. This guy has been back, what? He he came back like, did he come back? Yeah, he came back at the start of last season. He's been back for yeah. not even, for about 14 months now. 14 months in total. Like if we're even just counting like full calendar year. He has been suspended for, at this point now, it's going to be well over half the games that he could have played, he's been suspended for. And this is twice or three times now he has sent a player to the hospital and people are still finding ways to defend this guy? I'm sorry. If you're a Danbury fan... How about this? For anybody who's an SBHL fan, I'm going to bring in a nice little analogy here. At this point, Danbury and Danbury fans are what SBHL fans think Peoria and Peoria fans are. <laughs> you, you think how perfect is that, huh? You can even... Uh, how, how good? Uh, uh, <laughs> Look, you've seen some of the, the stuff Danbury fans have posted, but it's well worse than anything Puritivity does. Because here's the thing, if somebody does a bad thing on Puria, we don't defend it, really. Like, the, you might have one person, maybe, but not a whole fan base. 
And when was the last time a Peoria player sent somebody to the hospital off on a stretcher? Mm. You know, I don't remember <laughs> that. Well, I uh, well I can give you an example. Uh, I can remember the last time a player assaulted someone in the SP. That was Jason Price. Oh yeah, you love that situation. Anyway, oh, yeah. So needless oh. to say, needless to say, um, after that. Um, I made a certain post basically saying, hey, as somebody who has been watching hockey literally my entire life, and I'm 26 years old at this point, where, like, what point does that, like, I, you can have goons, you can have fighting. People were calling me a Karen, people were calling me soft, like, oh, like, people don't know how to take it. No, these players are being paid pennies, pennies. And now this guy has well over $10,000 in medical bills, apparently. And I'm sorry, but crap like this does not deserve to be in hockey. You can have fighting. You can have hard hits. Great, like, clean, hard hits are fantastic. Fights, great. Whatever. Like, my one of my favorite players is Ryan freaking Reeves. I watched this dude develop into the sick kicker he, he became. And so, but here's the difference between somebody like Ryan Reeves and Daniel Amesbury. Reeves, despite his reputation as a shit kicker, actually is fairly clean, all things considered. He's been suspended once, like every once in a while, but he doesn't typically send people on a stretcher. Nor does he do it basically to, like, he doesn't, he hardly ever, ever makes a mistake where he makes does something dirty. That's honestly the incredible part. Like, despite how physical he is, he hardly ever actually does something dirty. Ainsbury, all he does, all he typically does is fight and do dirty hits that send people to the hospital. Do I need to bring up who who was the freaking guy last year? What was his freaking name already? Oh. oh. Um... I'm trying to remember the name also. I, I can't remember at the moment. Uh, we we found the name the other day, and I can't remember now. Cameron Wilson. Cameron Wilson, who, who was somebody that Darnsbury, Amesbury also sent to the hospital last year. And he's just a kid, just a kid. Wilson was like just getting into pro hockey, and he has not played since. Hmm. He has not played since because of Daniel Amesbury. And here's something else I'm going to actually put out there that people don't know. Amesbury came to me privately the other day to try to defend his his actions. I basically told him, "You're not going to be able to defend your actions with me," and hell. He really showed no remorse for what he did. So, I'm, and here's the thing. I'll give him credit for coming to me personally. I'll give him credit. I'll absolutely give him credit for coming Which, to me by, personally. By the way, let me just say, when I, when I heard that this had happened, yeah, I, 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 have, I have been offline for a bit just because I was busy. Yeah. I was very shocked to hear it happened. Like I said, I know 
people get a little mad at me for some of the things I say, like here especially, but they don't usually come to me. They come to someone, they go to someone else about it. If you have a problem with something I say, if you're going to try to defend what you do about something because of something I say, come to me. Genuinely, come to me. I don't care. I'll hear you out. Doesn't mean I'm going to change my mind. Doesn't mean I'm going to change anything. But at the very least, if you have something to say to me, say it to me personally. Don't go to someone else. That's something I'll give Amesbury for. That's something I can give him credit for. What I, but seriously, the amount of people who, how about this? It says a lot that the only real people who were defending Amesbury was Dan, was Danbury fans. Now there was a couple of people that I noticed were from elsewhere, but I, you know, but I don't understand how Danbury could actually defend him. I don't understand. I know he's like you know, a legend apparently there. I don't really care. You're making a freaking teaser about freeing him. The dude should be banned from the freaking league. And at this point, my opinion on Danbury, the organization and Danbury, the fan base has been incredibly lowered because of everything that's happened in the last week. It, it breaks my heart because I didn't mind Danbury. I actually quite respected the freaking families. Like they are, they're not like the biggest. They don't have like the biggest arena, but they're loud and passionate. And I can respect that. And the organization like is actually built a really nice system there. They have the pro team, they have the junior team, and like they they've built something really nice there. And again, I can respect that. But it really feels like the people who are writing things don't like. They don't seem to care. They basically have somebody who is a complete detriment to player safety on their team. And in fact, glorify him like he's their Lord and Savior. That That's the shit that pisses me off. Like, I just, I just can't understand how Danbury, how this guy is allowed to keep coming back. I don't, you were saying to me that this is like strike two. This should even be a strike two situation. This is, they need to nip this. They should have nipped this in the bud last year, and look what happened. Someone else got set on a stretcher. I think I even said last year they needed to get rid of this guy from the league. And now look what's happened again. And now look what's happened again. And how many more times is it going to need to happen before they finally realize that this this guy needs to go? Mm. Like how that, many is enough? I think I think this is this is gonna, that that's kind of the question I asked us because, look, eighteen games, he's not going to get paid for them. Um, besides, you know, possibly any other him, any possible alternative payment solutions that happen with every team. Um, Answer is already losing about two k. You know, not playing these games, so it, it's going to hurt. And then you have already um, all that. I, I, I hope that this is a situation where maybe he learns, he can come back and he learns to tone it down a little bit because I feel like he, he can be, a, you know, again, honest, he's a goon. But I feel like he's a situation where he's kind of a beloved goon where he can kind of go out there, do some hits, 
get a couple fights, and then you know go back and, and enjoy the game back on the bench. It's just it's just one of those things where I I don't know. It's like it it it's a situation that the Fed I I think they did the, the right thing. It's just it, it might be a little too late for it being the exact right thing. I just I just can't find any way to justify it, like to justify the the league's decision. Because I'm gonna be real honest, I'm pretty pissed at the league right now too because of this. And people are like, "Oh, like what are you gonna do to change about?" It? Like, they aren't, like I don't care. And you know, here's the thing: I know a lot of people listen to this podcast. I know certain people listen, and that's why I wanted to say this as well. I know there's a lot of people within the Fed that don't exactly like. SPHL either. I know that. It's not exactly a secret. But here's the thing. This is why the SPHL is a far higher, like, far higher standard than the Fed is. Shit like this. You don't see this kind of thing in the SPHL. And if you do, oh, they hammer it down. Hammer it down. You do not, you will not see something like Ainsbury's situation ever in the SPHL, at least not maybe maybe originally, like maybe the first couple of years, but even then, I doubt it. Your reputation, this is what makes the Fed look like a beer league bullshit. And if that's what you want to be, then fine. Fine. That's what, how it's going to be. But you're going to get no respect as an actual pro league if you could let this shit continue. And I hate that. I love the Fed. I love the Fed more, honestly, than the SBHL. And my team is in the SBHL. I love watching the Fed more than the SBHL. But this is the type of shit that's going to keep holding the league back. And I don't know what needs to change at this point to, to actually make things better. And I'm a little almost afraid to say what needs to change to make things better. Because it probably won't be just one thing that needs to change. And not one person needing to leave for things to change. Like I said, I love this league. Uh, I really do. And I, and I truly do care about this league. And that's why I'm so angry. But right now, it feels like I'm actually the one who cares a lot more than about this league than the actual people who are running it. I I don't know. Again, I I, I think the right thing is done. I just I, it's, it might be, you know, maybe this could have been stopped a little earlier. You know that that's what I'm kind of the point I'm at right now. But um, I guess let's get into things with the FPHL uh, besides just the entire situation. Let's talk about the Colonial Division. Uh, thoughts on how Carolina is doing so far because. They have uh, been shooting up through the rankings. I mean, shooting up. I mean, they were kind of already there. They haven't really left that spot all season. The thing is, though, we're looking at the points, but we got to actually look mm-hmm. at the win percentage, though, too. And that's where the big difference is. Their yeah. Carolina win percentage is actually only third best in the league. Yeah, I mean, but, but to be fair, they've also played more games. So well, one more game. But the thing is, though, they've yeah. had. Uh, so, for example, Columbus has nine 
uh, they have nine regulation wins, uh, one regulation loss, and two overtime losses. Carolina, while yes, they have two more wins and also an extra game played, four of their four of their eleven wins came in after regulation, and two of them in the shootout. So, how does they have the same amount of playoff wins as I'm gonna? That's how I'm gonna put it. Because I don't count shootout wins as playoff wins because there's no shootout in the playoffs. They have the same amount of playoff wins as Columbus. Mm. I Like, it is those two teams. It's those two teams who are the top of the, the continental, and I don't think that's going to change. If anything, oh, oh, I'm going to say something. Yeah, what do you want to say about Carolina? Because I was about to say something interesting, but I want to wait for that. Uh, I mean, I, I think Carolina is definitely an interesting team. Uh, d- you know, uh, I learned my lesson from last year. I'm not going to speak badly about them <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and I was going to let them do their thing. Uh, otherwise, um, I, 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 I'll just say I'm not surprised with how well they're performing. No, uh, but when it comes to Columbus, though, since, since with, with Columbus, since we kind of already talked about them a little bit, uh, also not surprised. I mean, come on. Come on, it's Columbus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. Which which division is more top-heavy right now? Is it the Continental uh, or is it the Empire? Continental, Continental. I, I'm Continental. actually thinking the Continental, too. Because is, we'll talk about later. Like, you, you go past, like, third, the, the Continental division is an absolute mess. Yeah, oddly enough, I think things have swapped. I think things have swapped now. Now, yeah. I think there's another reason for that, and that's because of the team swap, though, too. Because mm-hmm. beforehand, it would have been Motor City in with uh, the Continental and Blue Ridge in with the Empire. And that point, oh, dear, it would have absolutely been the Empire. <laughs> that would have been... yeah. Uh, all right well then um let's talk about mississippi then um uh, this is a this is a really weird team like it feels like like 0.500 is literally that this team best described like it feels like they're a coin flip yeah i mean like it's always 50 50 let me see like they played baton rouge they split against baton rouge Mm -hmm. and baton rouge uh, they played right. against Port Huron the weekend before, and in Mississippi they played against Port Huron. Like they just, they yeah. are just a split team. Like they could beat a uh, Blue Ridge six to three, but then lose them twelve to five. Like th- this is literally a team that is just split. It just split. Which yeah, he did. It's one of those things where I just, you, 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 I, I just, just, I don't know. It's it's a very odd kind of thing, you know, with Mississippi. Point. I I don't get these coin flip teams. Yeah, especially since it's actually pretty consistent of how much they are coin flip. It's incredible, actually. Mm. But I I will talk about it later. I don't think they're going to be a coin flip this weekend. Uh, Port Huron. 
Um, they they just kind of get swept by Carolina. Which that could be... Actually, without a stadium jar, that would be an omen for the playoffs. Huh. Huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the standings hold up as they are up until you know the playoffs, then that would be the first round matchup, and that and that would probably be the outcome too. Yeah, I will say this though. Oh boy, I just realized. Yeah, five wins and thirteen games for Port Huron. Yeah, it, again, I think Port Huron. Unfortunately, with how the Connell Division is, we'll talk about that in a second. They're probably going to get in the playoffs, and they are going to be absolutely cannon fodder for whoever's number one. That's the thing. They're just going to be cannon fodder. What's weird is that Which, I think they're gaining the goaltending. I think they're actually gaining, like, enough goaltending. Or is it the they offense? They don't score. Huh? They just don't score. They only have 45 goal, uh, goals for right now. Yeah, they, they need they, – they need... More offensive production. They're they're gaining the goaltending, although they did just lose their goaltender to uh, one of their goaltenders to the SPHL. But man, I just I they if they can figure out like some offensive production, I think they'd actually be all right. Like they're gaining the goaltending. Yeah, which is it's kind of the thing. Like you just need scoring. And it's not like they actually played decently enough against Carolina. I mean. I saw that on Saturday, like they actually pushed them to overtime. Although it did take a last, like it did, it did take a goal with like twenty nine seconds left to tie it, though. But I mean, hey, still got a point out of it. But yeah, no, this is uh, Port Huron's about what I thought they would be. Maybe a little better, actually. Like that, if they could figure out their offense, I don't think they'd be bad. Oh. Right. Oh, although yeah, let's talk about these two two teams together. No, actually, um, no, because there's something extra that, that we need to talk about with Blue Ridge. There's something extra that we need to talk about. All right, well, all right, I'll let you handle that part because I think you have your opinions on that. No, actually, well, no, not really. It's the it's a little odd of how they went about it. Let me go ahead. Hold on, let me find the right. Yeah, so they so Blue Ridge after this weekend, this was a couple days ago. Uh, they re- got rid of their assistant coach Anthony Policino and their captain Kyle Stevens, and replaced them. So Cody uh, Cody Oaks is now the new captain of the Bobcats, and Ryan Seavey is the new assistant coach. Mm. Which all all I have to say is, it's just maybe maybe you could have held on off to that. Feel feel like it was maybe a little early uh, to start doing some firing. It's just weird that they like the whole thing just seems weird. Like they're both connected. Like like I feel like there's something more with that. I feel like there's something more that they aren't telling us. You know what I mean? 
You think so? It just it, it's just where they it's the captain and assistant coach at the same time. Mm. Like and they even had a, like a whole thing, like an open letter thing. They traded no, they didn't release Stevens. They traded him. Sorry, that was my bad. Yeah. We've so like I guess like do you think like I mean I think I think the open letter was just because of the fan reaction because it kind of happened real quick and then like they did the um what's call the uh the trades and the, the the letter was like in the afternoon. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, the whole thing was just weird. Yeah. That's why I still feel like there's something extra. Like, mm. All also, right. I well, say, by the way, I sent you something. Um, You can read it now, you can read it later regarding it. It's just something I found when uh, searching for it. It's in uh, the, the secret mm. chat. Yeah, I just saw that. I'm a. Uh... Interesting, interesting look. Um, yeah. I guess, I, I, I guess, in terms of talking about why Phil Madridge just talk about them at the same time, in terms of hockey, yeah. um, they're just they're not performing. I mean, a huge shock expansion teams in their first year are not performing well, but it's just like, eh. I mean, Baton Rouge at least got a quick flip. at the same time, yeah. Bavers at least got a win against uh, Mississippi. And actually, it, it was a good win, too, on Friday. It was a 5-1 win. I mean, it's not like, you know. So, I mean, but then Blue Ridge kind of got gobs back. But um, they they got beat by Columbus. They only played the Columbus. Uh, they only played once this weekend. Then Columbus did, did they? Yeah. It was a close game for most of the game, actually. And actually, for a while, Blue Ridge was the one to control. Like, it was a pretty even game. Mm-hmm. It was 3-3, heading into the final minute and a half. And then Columbus scored with, like, a minute 20 left. And then they got a literal buzzer beer up the empty ender. Yeah. So... Interesting times on the Continental Division. Uh, let's talk about the Empire Division then. Uh, Binghamton, it's Binghamton. Uh, right now, I think there's arguments to say that this possibly is the best team in the league uh, because the Continental Division is so top-heavy. Would you agree uh, with that statement, Mark? So, I was just thinking about this. I would say Binghamton's better than Columbus. I know I'm saying that despite the fact Columbus is the highest winning percentage. It's just Columbus has seemed a little weaker. Like in the games that they have played, they haven't looked like world beaters. Beaton and Carolina have felt like more like world beaters than Columbus has, at least right now. So I'm not going to say Beaton is better at Carolina because that's a little too close, but I will say they're better at Columbus. All right. So yeah, we have our choices there. Um, Motor City, um, the, the move to the Empire Division has helped them extremely well. Can we can we agree on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really. I mean, yeah, because they would be 
they would be third right now in the in the Continental. Now, to be fair, they're second here. And if anything, they have a better shot at first place in the Continental than they would in the Empire. But, eh, I mean, how this? Their playoff spot is far more guaranteed here than it is in the Continental. Mm. All right, and then we have Danbury. Um, so we've already talked about their Motor City games, but from this past weekend, but still, it's like this team has seen one of the biggest drop offs I've seen for a team in professional hockey. Like, can you well, actually, no, there's something else actually that we need to talk about with that game in particular. So, hated at that game, Mercy won the previous night. Uh, they won the previous night. Motor City had not lost in regulation until Saturday. Remember, it was up. They're up. They got up two nothing when that hit happened. They end up losing that game five three. And I want to blame the fucking hit because I ruined their momentum. They lost their captain. I can imagine it was just a far different atmosphere at that point for them. Like, what kind of repercussions is this going to cause Motor City because of Avery being a dumbass? Because since then, Motor City has lost two straight games in regulation because they then went on to lose to Watertown 5-2 on Sunday. So, uh, I, I I don't know. It just it feels like... Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't have to think on that. I, like I that's really bad. Like That's a real bad look. The fact that they were doing real well, and then that hit feels like a turning point in the worst way possible. Mm. All right. And that's well, speaking of turning points, uh, Watertown, um, I guess your thoughts on that. Uh, I, I guess really more a four-game winning streak, by the way. What? They really need to play more games. Well, we're not going to talk about the fact they're on a four-game winning streak. Although they they um, that's impressive, and they've done it against the like very decent teams, but they've only played eleven games. Like that's kind of nutty. Like I feel like that's the only reason they're fourth place right now. Danbury's played five more games than them, but Danbury only has right, five but, more points. Right, but Danbury has the most games in the league so far played. They played sixteen. Yeah, I know. Just but most of the other teams have played about fourteen. You know, that's about the average. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Watertown. Well, I, I mean, I you know, Watertown would have had about thirteen. Hang on, Watertown would have had about thirteen by now because remember they they had the um they had to cancel the first two games of the season because the war the uh you know the the the, the funny irony water leak. Yeah. So. All right, and then finally, Elmira. Um, um, it's Elmira. Well, here's the thing: they got rid of their best goaltender. Yeah, they just got rid of Spencer yeah. Kozlowski, which is boneheaded. I'm sorry, that is boneheaded. I don't care who they brought in; they brought in Sammy Bernard. I don't care that getting rid of Spencer Kozlowski when he is the least like problematic person on that team. He is the one who's been actually working the hardest trying to. Will this team to any sort of point in the standings? Mm-hmm. 
that's boneheaded. I'm sorry. That's I he deserves I hope he gets a better job. I hope he gets a job elsewhere because he deserves it. He is far better than getting released by the last place team as a starter. That is stupid. Uh, all right. So upcoming games for the Fed this weekend. Uh let's start off with the Friday games. Motor City at Port Huron. Uh, I'm gonna take uh, Motor City here. Yeah. All right, Watertown and Elmira. I'm gonna take Watertown. Same. What? Uh, same. All yeah, right, man. Mississippi at Columbus. Columbus. Like, I'm gonna take. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna take Mississippi. This is in Columbus, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Binghamton at Carolina. I'm gonna take Carolina Ooh. here. Watertown. Huh. Uh, huh. Uh, all right. Well, Dan, are you are you gonna give your take? I'm just like I I didn't realize that we were getting this this weekend. Okay. Um. Ah. Uh, uh, boy, a finals pre uh, preview. Okay. Um. Um. I'm gonna I'm pick gonna Carolina, but I'm not I'm not confident on it. All right, Whitefield at and Rooch. I'm gonna take Whitefield. I'm going to take Matt Ruse. All right. Uh, Binghamton at Carolina. Binghamton. All right. I'm going to take Binghamton also. I think there is a split. Uh, Port Huron at Motor City. This go around on Saturday. I'm going to take Motor City. Motor City, yeah. I, I can see them sweeping. All right. Watertown at Danbury. I'm going to take Watertown. Same. Same. All right. Mississippi at Columbus. I'm going to take Columbus this time. Yeah, Columbus. All right. And then Whitefield at Baton Rouge. I'm going to take take Whitefield again. I'll take Blue Ridge there. All right. And then let's get into the SP standings real quick. I can't wait to get comments about picking uh, Watertown over Danbury. Oh, you don't like Danbury? No. It's just Watertown's already (laughs) beat you guys a couple times this year. Wartown, I think it's just better. Yeah. Well, let's get me. Let's get. Let's get depressed and uh, let's uh-huh. go and start talking about the SPHL. Uh, uh, yeah, Fayetteville Marksman. Yeah. Uh, um. Like, right. why is this team so good? Fuck if I know. Who knows? All right, I, I think that explains everything. <sighs> Uh, Pensacola. I mean, again, why is this team so good randomly? Okay, they're good at home. They're actually unbeaten at home. You think that's they're it? Eight, they're eight and zero at home. Huh. That means they're three well, and five on the road. Imagine if they go twenty-eight and zero at home. Please no. Mm. All right, uh, Birmingham Bulls. Um, been very impressed. This has been a, a stark improvement, I, I must say, uh, for a season. I, I mean, anything else you really want to add? Eh, they're about where I thought they would be. They're, I mean, they're, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
All right, Peoria. I'll let you do your thing. Well, let's see. Now we don't have an entire first line. Gillette and Nolan are gone. Now Widmar's up in the ECHL now. Um, we actually looked pretty well on Saturday, at least. Actually, no, we were leading in Friday's game, too. We led in both games and we lost. And that's, that's just great. We can't hold the, a freaking league because our our road coach is trash. I'm going to be real honest. The whole concept is trash. The fact that we're having to have a home coach with Terrell and a road coach with Levine. I'm sorry. It doesn't work like that. It's clearly that hasn't been able to work like that. And, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't think we're going to get any better anytime soon. Ooh. All right. Oh, Roanoke. Uh, they'll, okay, the reason that they've been on a, a slump like they have is they haven't had Rotoboost, and guess who's back? I mean, they lost to Evansville. They lost to Evansville on Saturday. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of thing. I don't know. I've been, I've been, I, I've been kind of disappointed right up because it feels like it feels oh, like they should be better than they really are. Oh, they should be, but like, like maybe they haven't had Rotobus for a little while now, it's like two, three weeks. So I mean, yeah. All right. So I mean, I think they'll, I think they'll get um, turn around. Yeah. All right, Huntsville. Um, five hundred as five. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It, it, we are, we are the definition of five hundred right now, and I am Here's not excited with how this thing's looking. I'm just like, I, I am not happy. I'm not shocked of how things are going with y'all. I'm not shocked. I had them in what fifth? So I mean, although right now they're yeah, only the seventh uh, best percentage. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like. It's a, the problem is if you go by percentage, they would be in seventh right now. So yeah, quality. I mean, like we, we can uh, talk about quality a little bit here too. Quality is actually far better than what their record. Like they're they they've only played eleven yeah. games, and that's why they're down so far. They're actually not a bad team. Although they did just lose yeah, like every like, time. They, they did. Yeah, so they lost every time. So that's gonna be rough. Yeah. Yeah. I guess with Quad City, we will talk about them also. It, yeah. it, it's it's a situation where, again, they haven't played a ton of games, but I've been very impressed with what I've seen so far. I'm actually kind of happy with Pure's played them as well as they have in those games. Thinking about it now, like they played pretty well against Quad City. Quad City is not a bad team. <laughs> They've shown that. Mm. Well, speaking about but the, you know who else? Uh, Knoxville. Yeah, a three-game winning Knoxville, streak. Yeah. And at this point, I'm if look if I'm on a team like Huntsville, I'm a, I'd be scared of Knoxville right now. You think so? Because Knoxville's kind of getting hot. They're kind of they they've gotten hot the last couple of weeks. Last two or three weeks, they've gotten hot. They seem to be figuring their shit out. If Huntsville keeps going the way they're going, and Knoxville keeps you know figuring shit out. Huntsville could easily be eighth place by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Quad City and Knoxville, I could, I could see jumping Huntsville. So you think there's a chance Huntsville could barely get into the playoffs in eighth place? Yeah. 
And here's the thing, it's not even gonna, it's not even guaranteed either because Macon's right there too. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about Macon. They, they, they are, they, right now, besides Evansville, the SP's pretty close. Uh, besides, if you Macon, think of Fayetteville, it's it's basically a 10-point difference. Macon needs to figure their shit out, though, because they only have four wins. It's like they can they, play well, they, but they, they lose past regulation. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Mm. Like this whole I don't know. It's like the Bacon's in a weird situation. Yeah, like if, if they can figure something out, like this could easily be a situation where nine teams are like actual playoff contestants and one of them is legitimately just gonna lose out. Mm. And right now, those I say Huntsville, Quad City, Knoxville, and Macon. It's going to be one of those four teams. Yeah. All right. Well, and that's a, and that's a, it's kind of wild to think that Knoxville or uh, Huntsville, especially Huntsville, might be on the outside looking in come April. Mm. All right. And then Evansville. It's Evansville. I mean, they beat. I mean, like I said, they uh, they beat Roanoke. That that's something. I mean, <laughs> Roanoke just probably hates yeah. the North because I mean they lost in they lost in uh, Quad City. They split against Quad City. They split against Evansville. They got swept against Peoria. They just do not probably like going uh, to this area of the country. <sighs> mm. you... All right. Well, uh, that has been two minutes of roughing. Where, no, where no, people what find you? Doing? What are you doing? What, what are you doing? Oh, uh, yeah, oh, no, we games. have upcoming games. Uh, I, 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 I ran no moment. Anyway, uh, Ronald Cafe You Okay, here's the weird part. Roanoke, despite what I was saying about them playing North teams, they played pretty well, they played pretty well against Fayetteville, which is hilarious. This yeah. is not a gimme game for well, Fayetteville. because these two teams hate each other, so... Yeah. This is not a gimme game at all. Like, I'm going to take Fayetteville, though. If Rotobus is back, I'm going to take Roanoke. All right. Uh, Knoxville at Macon? Huh. Hmm. Big hmm energy. Uh, Knoxville. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Knoxville also. I'll swap Birmingham. I'm gonna take Birmingham. Yeah, uh, I Pensacola IQC. I'm gonna take Pensacola. Okay, here's the problem though. So this is not this is not home Pensacola. This is road Pensacola. Yeah, this is the three and five on the road Pensacola, and there's Quad City, who's pretty good. Like they they are better than what they than what their standing place suggests. I'm going to take Quad City. All right. Evansville at Peoria. I'll take Peoria. Peoria. I, Peoria's actually hey, Saturday. At, at home, and and Evansville's not that strong. It's the Holy Week can use this game as a rebound. All right. And then Saturday, Roanoke at Fayetteville. I'm going to take Fayetteville again. I'm going to, I'm going to take Fayetteville this time. I'm, I'm going to say a split. All right. Knoxville at 
Bacon, I'm going to take Macon this time. Yep, same. I'm, I'm going to say a split there as well. All right, Peoria at Evansville. I'm going to take Peoria. I'm going to take Peoria, but not as confidently. All right. Birmingham at Huntsville. I'm going to take Huntsville this time. I'm taking Birmingham. All right, Pensacola at Quad City. I'm going to take Quad City this go-around. I'm going to take Pensacola this time. So we went with a split there, but those different. Yeah, yeah, like, honestly. All right, well. Actually, Cole, can we just talk about how close things are? Like, they're not as close as I think as last week, but, man. I mean, I I, I, I already said that. I mentioned, like, if you take out Fayetteville and Evansville, like, everything's a 10-point difference. This is this is the one fun part about the of the SBHL how their stadiums work. This mm-hmm. is a dog fight. It's a dog fight. I love it. That's one thing I love. Or like between this and the Fed, that's all I mm-hmm. give the SP. It, it's a dog fight, and I love it. All right, all right. Well, this time, uh, once again, thank you for listening to Mr. Ruffing. Mark, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Prospector Hockey. That's Prospector H C K Y. All right. You can find me at not MLR uh, uh, when it comes to Miley Grando. But until then, we'll see you next week.